welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Merry Christmas. Thank God that every year has got a Christmas. <laughs> Thank God that every year has a Christmas and 2020 has got a Christmas. Hallelujah. We thank God for bringing us together around this word and we thank him for all that he's doing. Shall we please pray? Father, we thank you for the privilege to come together around your word and to talk about Christmas. As we talk about Christmas, let us see the holy child. Let us see the promised child. Let us see the promised king and the savior. In Jesus' name, amen. This, why Christmas? Why Christmas? Because uh, there's a lot of festivities and celebrations and as you may say, noise about Christmas. And as I said earlier on, that every year has got Christmas and there's no year without that day. Hallelujah. And I believe that is a statement that, oh, in spite of all that has happened in the year, like, hey, can you imagine a year like 2020 without a Christmas? But thank God that it's, Christmas is about the promise of God. Christmas is about the goodness of God. Christmas is about the love of God. Christmas is about the saviorhood of God, that God is our savior. He's the savior. He's the redeemer. Hallelujah. When you look at the different texts, nine different lessons, Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 22, Gen uh, Isaiah chapter 9, and, and the list goes on. I want to pick from uh, each of these texts and then show you something. But my, my overarching um, text will be Luke chapter 2 from verse 1. It says that, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Now, the story of Christmas and the story about Christ is not a figment of somebody's imagination, somebody thought of fiction. Let me just do, no, this is set within a context, a political context. So Caesar Augustus was actually the one who brought so much peace to the Roman uh, Empire. To, uh, he, he initiated, and it was through his reign that we have what is called, historians call Pax Romana the Roman peace, that it was an era of peace and expansion for the empire, Caesar Augustus. And it was within the reign of Caesar Augustus that he gave an instruction that everybody go back to your hometown to be taxed. So as it were, Luke, the physician who wrote this account, is trying to suggest to us that this is not an ideology, but it's a reality. It happened within history. There's historicity behind the story of Jesus, real history. And it happened within a political context and not just, a, there was a social context. And the Bible continues to say that, um, and, this, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria real political figures. Verse three says that they all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee. He used to live in Nazareth in Galilee, but because the instruction had to come, everybody had to go to his hometown to be taxed and to be registered. And uh, from, uh, into, into, into Judea, 
unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Bethlehem is interesting. So we see Bethlehem appearing in Luke chapter 2 here, right? Early part of the story of Jesus' birth because he had to be born in Bethlehem. As we saw in the previous reading in uh, Micah chapter, chapter 5, verse 2, talking about, O Bethlehem Ephrata, even though you are little, out of you shall come the Messiah, the reigning one. So it has already been prophesied. There's going to be Bethlehem. Matthew chapter 2 verse 5, it says that the, 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 the Magi, the wise men, they came and they found out that from the book that it will be in Bethlehem. The, 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 the prophets and the scribes found out that it will be in Bethlehem, for it is written, it shall, he shall be born in Bethlehem. And Bethlehem is an interesting, that is where in First Samuel, Bible says that God sent Samuel to go into a house of David, one called David. And it's not, and then, so, and David used to take care of sheep in the fields of Bethlehem. Hallelujah. The, Bethlehem has always been in God's plan and God's history and, and, and the history of God's working. And guess what? And Naomi used to live in Bethlehem and he left and went to Moab. But many years later, she came back without her sons and her husband. And Ruth came to Bethlehem and impacted the whole place. Bethlehem, that's where David grew up, is the city of David, hallelujah. And so there was something about Bethlehem. It has a geographical context. Bethlehem, that's where Joseph originally comes from. So he went with his betrothed, his espoused wife. Those days, um, engagement is not like that. those days when you engage a woman practically you, 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 you have to go through the court system to divorce her even though you're engaged all right you the difference between engagement and marriage in those days was the act of marriage where the marriage is consummated uh, between the intimacy comes in but when you engage to a woman it's a legal situation you can't just walk away from her you know you then later on, it evolved to, you can just put her away peacefully. So that's what, you, from the text we read in Matthew chapter, um, ch chapter 1, Joseph decided to put her away privately. So she doesn't, he doesn't create a scene around her. So, um, so when he was going to be numbered or uh, taxed or uh, registered, he had to go with his family, as it were. So Mary, as it were, he didn't also want to leave Mary behind. So people will be looking at her funny. How did you get pregnant? So Joseph was a righteous man, according to Matthew chapter 1. He protected Mary and took Mary. So he went to, be, uh, um, to also be registered and taxed, to be taxed with Mary, verse 5, with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, that the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. In other words, it was time for her to give birth. And she brought forth the firstborn son and wrapped him, uh, wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. This is so packed with so much information. The seven verses all about the birth of Jesus Christ, such an epic moment. But Luke uses just seven verses to tell us about the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, what is special about Christmas? What, what's unique about Christmas? Christmas is special, not because of just a, an ordinary birth, but because of the arrival of a promised Messiah, the arrival of the Holy Child. It's very important. The Holy Child is the promised 
Messiah. He's the promised king. A king had arrived. A Messiah had arrived. And not just that, because many kings were also born, actually, from the line of David. Many kings were born. So why the fast? No, this one is not just one of the ordinary kings. He was a king. So in Isaiah, as we read earlier on, in Isaiah chapter 9, it says, For unto us a child is born, okay, and unto us a son is given. The child is a son. A child, he's not just, he's, he's not Joseph's son. He's Mary's son, but someone else's son. So he was, Mary's child was the son of God himself. So he carried divinity. Now, this takes me to, the, 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 uh, to make a few comments about the Old Testament and the New Testament, the Bible as it were. The Bible is just like, it's like um, a question book with the answers at the back. So when you look at the questions, you might not be able to see how accurate you are with the answers you, have, you are supposing. So you look at the back and now you begin to see the answers. And if you start looking from the back, you will see the answers, but you will not know the questions. And so the Bible is like made up of the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament opens up with God. Everything about the Old Testament was pointing to this Christmas day, was pointing, it's coming. He's coming. How do you know? God created, even from the very first verse of the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God, in the beginning, God. And then we understand that in the beginning from John, he answers us that in the beginning, there was a word. So God said, the God said, the God said, was pointing to a word. Okay, he was pointing to an existence of a pre-existence of somebody who later on came into real time. As we read in the book of John chapter 1, John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was God. The word was God. Verse 14 says, the word became flesh. Now, so watch this. In the beginning, that's Genesis. John chapter 1, verse 1 is Genesis. John chapter 1, verse 14 is Christmas. Hallelujah. So Genesis was there because Christmas is coming. And when we talk about Christmas, uh, I don't want us to be distracted so much about terminologies, but the, the real event of Christmas is the birth of the holy child. The real event of, the, of, of Christmas is the birth of the prophet king, the royal king, the holy child, the, the promised seed. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So um, when you study the text, the scriptures, you see, and then Adam and Eve disobeys God and they fell. And in Genesis chapter 3, God comes and asks, Adam, have you eaten what I said you shouldn't? He said, the woman. God goes, to, God goes to the woman. Woman, did you eat what I said you shouldn't eat? She says, it's the, it's, the, it's the serpent who beguiled me. Then God goes to the serpent and he says, because you have done this, cursed are you. Then after he curses him, he preaches the gospel. Hallelujah. So God was the first one to announce Christmas that there is coming a Christmas day, <laughs> hallelujah. There is coming a Christmas day, I know some is it 25th December? Let's not get into all that, it's not 25th December, whether it's 25th, there was a day, there was, there was a day when heaven kissed the earth. The songwriter, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. It's a newborn king, I'll come to that again. So, so there was a day when that king was born. There was a day that God spoke about, that, and he says that God told the serpent that I will put 
enmity between you and the woman, and watch this, between your seed and between you and her seed, between your seed and her seed. And he says that it shall bruise the seed. He shall bruise your head. So all you have done, there is coming a day, there is coming a day when someone will arrive. It's going to be a seed of the woman. I need you to understand this. Something interesting happens in the Bible where God created man in his image. In the Genesis, his image. But as we found out, that man didn't end up becoming the, the actual image he was meant to be because he was not fully the, the immediate expression of God. He was created so he, can, he could have God inside. So God and man can be fused in one entity to be the the express image of God on earth. And that was pointing to Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 1, it says, verse 3, it says that Christ is the express image of God. He's the express image of God's person. In, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, Bible says that he's the image of the invisible God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says that so that they will not see the, the, less the glory of the uh, the gospel of the, the glory of the gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. Christ is that image. So I told you from Genesis, th things were pointing to something else. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, all through the Old Testament. And then so God was the first person to speak and promise that there is coming a seed from the woman. There is coming a seed. It's not everybody. So from that time, even though Satan has managed to check himself into the vessel of man, he, he, God said, from that same vessel you have checked into, a seed is coming that will crush you within the vessel. Hallelujah. And that became a problem for the enemy. So he was always looking out, who is this going to be? That is why he murdered the first seed, the first righteous seed of the woman who is Abel. He murdered him thinking that he has thwarted the plans of God. But God's plan cannot be thwarted. And so God's plan was waiting for Christmas, hallelujah. God's plan was meant because he said in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, when in the, but in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. I'm talking about his son. So why do we celebrate Christmas? What is special about Christmas? Because it was the arrival of the holy child, the arrival of the king the arrival of the eternal king who is born after the seed of David. He is man. He was so man that he came and man didn't realize that he was not just an ordinary man. He looked so ordinary because he was just fully 100% normal man. However, he was a normal man with 100% God inside him. Or he was 100% God walking in 100% man. Hallelujah. That is what makes Christmas special. That time, on that glorious day, God, hallelujah, God stepped into time. God stepped into humanity. That is why angel told Joseph, we read it earlier on in Matthew chapter 1, said, don't be afraid to take her to be your wife. Because he was kind of afraid of, Bible said she was betrothed to, engaged to the man, and she was found to be with child. Oh, someone who is, who is not fully married, a virgin. And she was found to be with child. And whilst Joseph was planning to put her away, to get rid of this woman, because I can't marry someone who is already pregnant and I'm not responsible for that. And in those days, when you get pregnant without marriage, you are supposed to be stoned. 
Joseph had to protect her. And Joseph was thinking, I have to put her away. And then the angel said, don't be afraid to take her because that which is conceived of, is of the Holy Spirit. That which she is bearing, she's carrying, is of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It's of the Holy Spirit. So it's not an ordinary child she's carrying. And Bible says that for um, she, he sh is the, he, she shall bring forth a child. Let me read from uh, Matthew chapter 1. I want to just show you the text. It says that, uh, verse 20, but while he was thinking about this, he was pondering, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, fear not to take bury thy wife for thyself, uh, to thyself, for, uh, uh, um, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That holy child. And guess what? And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He didn't say he shall give you a son. He shall bring forth the son. Because when you look at Luke's account of Zachariah's wife, the angel told Zachariah that your wife shall bear you a son. But here, the angel didn't say she shall bear you a son. She is going, she's carrying a seed. She shall bring forth a son. Because unto us, a child is born. Uh, and unto us, a child is given. Hallelujah. So a son is given. So he shall bring forth a, a son. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Don't forget this. I'm going to be ending on this. He shall save his people from their sins. Watch this. Um, now all these things were done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Okay, so God has been indicating this from the Old Testament, all along, Old Testament. So it's like every page of the Old Testament keeps telling, oh, it's, it got, uh, something, it's like, Something is unfolding. It's unfolding. So people looked for it with anticipation. What is unfolding? It's unfolding. He's coming. He's coming. Every page. Even a gentile prophet um, in King, second, in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17, he said, uh, that's Balaam speaking. He said, for I see him, yet not near. I behold him, yet far. He's coming. He said, for a star shall rise. In Jacob, I see a star coming. He spoke, the prophet spoke about him. Isaiah spoke about him. Isaiah chapter 9, he says that, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the, ch the child born, the son given his, his wonderful, mighty, mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, there shall, he's the prince of peace. And yet he's actually another place. Bible calls him, he's the mighty warrior. How can a mighty warrior and a prince of peace be converging one? A mighty warrior, being a warrior, mighty warrior, is bloody. Be a piece of peace is peaceful. So how can, there's so much said about this coming coming king. There's so much said about this promised seed. So God promised in Genesis. And then Abraham comes on the scene, sacrifices his son, willing to sacrifice his son. And God tells Abraham, because you have done this, I'll bless you. And in your seed shall all the earth be blessed. We read it earlier. In your seed shall all the earth. So God spoke to Abraham that there's a seed coming from you. But God spoke to um, the, uh, the, the devil and he said, there's a seed coming from the woman, and then he spoke to Abraham, there's a seed coming from you, and in him all the earth shall be blessed. Then he spoke to David, that David, because you want to build me a house, I'll build you a house. And he says that when you are dead, from your, I'll raise from your body, he said it in Second Samuel chapter 
chapter um, 7, verse 12. He said, from your body, I'll bring from your body a, a seed of yours, a seed of yours. Then in the verse 14, he said, he, I'll be a father to him. So he's be your seed. So he's the seed of the woman, seed of Abraham. He's the seed of David. There was a promised king arriving and everything in the Old Testament and everything in history was looking forward to the arrival of this precious, this promised seed, seed this holy child. And so when you read Luke chapter 1, the angel went to Mary and said to Mary, verse 31, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. This is the holy son, the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give to him, watch this, the throne of his father. David, his father David, but he shall be called the son of the highest. His arrival is good news. The son of the highest, and yet he's going to be the son of David. And so in Romans chapter one, when Paul was going to declare his gospel, introducing himself, he said, I am Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, uh, apostle of God, apostle for the, uh, the uh, according to the gospel of God. He speaks about the gospel of God. This gospel, it was God who preached it first. It was God who declared it. What's the gospel? The gospel is the promised Messiah, the arrival of the promised Messiah, who is going to live amongst us and save us from our sins and, and, and bring God into us. So Emmanuel means, he said they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God has just come amongst us. Hallelujah, that is good news. Thank God 2020 has got Christmas, which points to the fact that God is in us. God has come to us. And so from Genesis, they always look forward to the coming. They're coming. He's coming. He's the seed of David. He's the seed of Abraham. He's the seed of the woman. And so Paul said, according to the gospel, which God spoke by the prophets from in the scriptures. So what the scriptures, uh, God was speaking from the prophets in the scriptures, according to uh, uh, Romans chapter one, is talking about this seed coming. And then he goes on to talk about, according to uh, Romans chapter one, verse two, verse two says, which God promised before time by his prophets in the Holy Scripture concerning this, uh, his son, whose son? Concerning his son. So God promised concerning his son, whose son? His son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. So in his humanity, that child that was born in humanity was actually the child of God. That's the point I'm making. He was the child of God. He's the holy child. The angel told Mary he's going to inherit, God will give him the throne of his father, David. So even though he was the son of God, he was also the throne of his father, David, because he's supposed to be king amongst men. They were looking forward to the coming of the king. They were looking forward to the coming of a prophet. Moses said, God will raise a prophet like me. They were looking forward to the coming of the prophet. So there were questions in the Old Testament, which you can only find the answers in the New Testament. Hallelujah. And look at this. Luke chapter 1 verse 35. It says that the angels answered and said to Mary, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the, of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore also the holy thing which, uh, which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of God said this holy thing is the holy child. So what am I talking about? Christmas is the arrival of the holy child. And what does it mean? If the holy child has arrived, what's the meaning? What is the implication to us? That's why the shepherds, watch this. When he arrived, people around his days didn't know he has arrived. They, didn't, they couldn't tell he had arrived. Why? Because they did not know him. The, the experts couldn't be bothered. But it took wise men from the east. They were, uh, they were, they were not 
astronomers, neither were they astrologers, but they were people who were like wise people, scientists, but theological scientists or scientists who were theologians. They studied about the movement of the stars and the earth, everything about life in, in light with God's plan, subspecies itinerators, in light with what God is doing and the plan of God. So they knew a child has been born. Somebody will say, okay, then horoscope is okay. No, horoscope and astronomy Astrology has to do with trying to determine events of life and people's future by reading the stars. No, but this is not reading the stars. They are looking at the movements of the star to determine people's destiny. No, it was the destiny of the child that was determining. The position of the child in Jesus' time determined the position of that of that star and it because it was a cosmic event they traveled eight eight hundred miles way away from where they were living to come to Bethlehem or to come to Judea to come and look for this king that was born and while so you're talking about the elite of society and the underdogs those days shepherds were not valued and the underdogs angels appeared to the underdogs while shepherds watched their flock by night and the, the angels brought them good news and what was the news. That is what is in this, as I mentioned, this is captured in the song. Had the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, the king, peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Hallelujah. Joyful all you, all you nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies with angelic Host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Had the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. This is good news. Let's rise to rejoice. 2020 has been a funny year, but the good news is that Christ is God with us. And so we sing, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, come. 2020, if there's some, is something that somebody should desire. Oh, come, Emmanuel. In Revelation 22, verse 17, he says that the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hear say, come. Now, this come is not only the second coming, but it's also manifest yourself in our lives. You are with us. Emmanuel, God with us. God is with us. That is why we say, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. We want to see his faithfulness. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Come and let's experience him. Let's adore him. And as we adore him, he shows up in our life. He is the king. He said he shall save his people, his people from their sins. He came to be our savior. He came to be our redeemer. He came to be our judge. He came to be our king. He came to be our helper. I want to announce to you, there is help for you in Christ. There is peace for you in God. There is favor for you in God and your future is well. It doesn't matter what 2020 has done and has, we have seen there because of Emmanuel, God is with us, is going to get better and better for you. Let's call him, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, come, Emmanuel, come into my marriage, come into my life. You, you, don't, you don't get the meaning of Christmas until you said, oh, come into my heart. They came with gifts, but the question is, did they go with the treasure in their heart? You might be receiving gifts, presenting gifts, but make sure this Christmas, you don't lose the gift of life, the treasure in your heart. That's why we say, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, come, Emmanuel, and be the treasure of my heart. I present to you the holy child, the promised king, the promised prophet, the coming prophet, the promised king, the promised seed. God bless you. This is why Christmas is important. 
Why? Because it's the arrival of the holy child, who is the child of God, the child of man, the son of man, and the son of God. It's the arrival of the promised seed, the seed of the woman, the seed of Abraham, the seed of David. It's the arrival of the, the prophesied prophet, the prophesied king, and we thank God. This Christmas, I want you to know that God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.